BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Olivia Perez. Today, we are talking about something that is absolutely crucial if you are looking to hone in on your personal style. And that is spring cleaning out your closet. I'm sure that so many of you are feeling beyond inundated with that verbiage right now. As March and April rolls around, I feel like the idea of spring cleaning is literally everywhere. Spring clean your closet, revamp your wardrobe, freshen up your skincare routine. The list goes on and on and on. And it kind of feels like a responsibility, I feel like. But it's also something that I really just want to stress. If this is not your thing and you like to have all of your things in your house and you don't like to edit down your wardrobe, no shame. Seriously, I can totally understand how the prospect of cleaning out your closet, your house, your beauty drawer, whatever it is, feels really stressful and really overwhelming. So I wanted to do today's episode because it's something that I personally love to do, and it's something that I do often. I say I clean my closet out probably once every six weeks. Just a little disclaimer, I am someone who gets a lot of stuff for my job, so it's something that's been really helpful for me. But in that process, since I am someone that does it a lot, I wanted to put together some of my notes, tips, feedback to better help you guys do it in your everyday life, especially if it is something that seems really, really daunting. I consider myself a professional spring cleaner. It has been something that I've incorporated into my life routine for about, I'd say, three to four years now, and it has just made such a big difference in my life. So if this is something that is challenging for you, I hope that today's episode can hopefully get you to enjoy the process like I do. For me, it just feels really good to know everything that I have where it is and know that I have a system when I get up every day, whether that's while I'm doing my makeup, while I'm getting ready. It's given me a really big sense of control, especially through my professional life. But it's also given me this really strong sense of peace. Every day when I wake up in my house, I'm able to walk into my closet, navigate where everything is, and not feel overwhelmed by what's in my closet. Here are a few things I noticed that changed in my life when I started cleaning consistently. One, I'm able to get ready way quicker every day. I'm able to see where everything is in my closet. My jeans are together. My sweaters are together. My dresses are together. I'm able to see all the items. They're not stuffed, folded weirdly. I'm able to see exactly what I have and plan an outfit visually versus 
rummaging through a bunch of things, a bunch of different cabinets and trying to find that one sweater that I've been looking for for six months. Two, I get to donate so many items consistently from clothing to beauty products. I'm able to give pieces that I no longer need to people in need and give it a whole new life, which feels very gratifying. I do this so often. And what I love to do is find local charities in my area that are in need of donations. I highly recommend you guys do this too. And later in the episode, I'll also be sharing a list of places that I donate, recycle, and sell or rent my clothing to that have been very helpful for me in keeping my closet sustainable. And lastly, I just live with the feeling that there is nothing in my space that isn't for me. I've chosen every item in this space. I know where it is. I know how I want to wear it. And I just feel really good about the amount of stuff that I have. Now, this is a little extreme, especially coming from a fashion girly, but I do really like the mentality of knowing how much stuff I have, knowing where it is, and feeling comfortable with that. Just that feeling has been really liberating for me. If you are someone that gets really overwhelmed by stuff or you do want to live a more minimalist life, as someone whose career is heavily materialistic, it has struck a really important balance for me in minimizing how much I actually have in my home and understanding what I have around me. So that has been a serious gift in my life. I hope today's episode encourages you guys to do the same or at least try to go after that same feeling because it's been very life-changing for me. So Whenever a spring clean comes up, the first thing I like to do is just close your eyes right now and think about how much stuff you have in your closet. Does it make you feel good or does it make you feel bad? The second that I start to feel bad is when I know that it's time for a spring clean. The second that I realize that that extra garment rack in my closet is getting a little too full. The second that I realize that I'm not able to hold all of my shirts correctly in my drawer and they're overflowing or they're just not looking tidy anymore the second that my shoes don't fit in the closet and I just have them piled on top of each other, that's when I know it's time for a spring clean. But if you don't want to wait that long, the other way I recommend doing it, I always spring clean, no matter what, in the spring and in the fall. Especially for those of you who are listening that live in cities with seasons, this is also really helpful to change over your wardrobes between spring and winter seasons so that you're not constantly surrounded by, say, bathing suits or winter coats. And I'll talk a little bit later in the episode about how I store those out of the way so you can have just what you need in front of you. So let's dive into the actual spring clean day. Something that I think is really important that I think a lot of people miss when it comes to spring cleaning the closet is that you have to set aside a day to do this. Don't just dive in one day randomly. I've been there and I've had to cancel plans because I got so overwhelmed. My clothes were everywhere. I couldn't find anything and a full on meltdown ensued. So make sure that you set aside a day for this. I love to do it on a Saturday. I actually like to make it a bit of a party. I invite friends over, play some music. I order lunch for everyone. I kind of carry Bradshaw in Sex in the City because I just think it's really helpful to have an alternative voice. Do you need this? Do you not need this? Plus, you never know if a friend is going to want what you're getting rid of. And again, let's give our clothes a new life. So pick a day. You can take the time to look at your calendar right now and say, what day am I going to do this? Another thing I like to do if you are someone who doesn't really know where to start, get a little bit of inspiration. Dive into home organization on TikTok or something I love to do and I rewatch often, which I know is a little psychotic of me. I love the home edit on Netflix. It's an amazing show. I have learned so many systems, processes, and tactics through the home edit. And I love seeing how they can turn a space around 
so quickly with just a few organizational tools and systems. I've gotten so much inspiration from that show. So if you're a little nervous on where to start and you want to see it in real life, I really recommend that simple hack of just watch it. Learn from the best. That's what I've done in the past. And anytime I've dove into the how met it, I've been able to accomplish my closet so much better. Okay, so you're on the day, you pick the day, your friends are over, you're there. The first thing you're going to do, and I know this sounds a little overwhelming, you're going to go section by section in your closet. You're going to take out every single piece of that section in your closet. So if you're starting with shoes, all of your shoes are coming out of the cabinet and onto the floor in your cabinet, closet, hallway, living room, whatever it is. Just no shoes on the bed, please, if you're doing this in your bedroom. This will absolutely get so messy, hence why I say to set aside a day for this. But don't get overwhelmed. Everything will find its way back into the closet without the things that you no longer need, and it will be the best feeling ever. Also, I just want to say, be prepared to not have this all done in a day, depending on your closet size. Something that I noticed in the past is I would set out to do a big closet clean, and I'd get really frustrated at the end of the day if I realized, oh, I need a new divider for my t-shirt drawer. I'd have to order it on Amazon and I wouldn't have it for that day. And I'd feel not accomplished, but just know it's all part of the process. And I actually like to order those things after I've cleaned out my closet. Some people say, oh, measure before, order them. You can do them on organization day. But I like to see what I need once my closet is organized. I feel like in the past I've ordered and it ends up going back or it just doesn't work. I say order it when you're done and you'll have a clear vision of what you actually need. Okay, so now you have everything out. It's on the floor, at least whatever section you decide to start with. I'm a huge believer in trying every piece on because you can't tell if you really love it or if it fits or what you can wear it with if it's on the hanger. There's a hack that I absolutely love and have become so obsessed with for archiving outfits for those days where you have no idea what to wear. You can go to my Instagram. I'm wearing a long black skirt in the photo. It was about two weeks ago. And what you do is you basically take a picture of yourself, maybe in a mirror or have a friend take a picture of you. You can hold down your body in that photo. Your iPhone will scan your body. I'm sure so many of you have seen that happen and have had no idea what your iPhone was doing, but this is what it's doing. It's actually copying your body. You can go to your notes app, hit paste, and it will paste you in your outfit. Just you, a little cutout of you from that photo. So you can start to digitally archive your look so that you know, on those days where you have no idea what to wear, you can just simply scroll through there and have a ton of inspiration. This is a really good time to do that. You can kill two birds with one stone. So this is why I say trying everything on is so important for a few reasons. You need to see if it still fits you. You need to see if it needs repairs in any way. And you need to try it on and say, okay, what can I wear this with on a daily basis? Can I pair it with a white tee? Can I pair it with a sweater, a button down? visualize it because if you can't, if there's nothing in your closet that you can pair it with, it's got to go. That's something that I think is so important in the process of closet cleaning is if it's a piece that is really tricky to wear and you have nothing in your closet to pair it with and you actually have to go out and buy something to wear it with, I say get rid of it because it's not a piece that's going to have longevity in your closet. It's not a piece that's going to get a lot of wear and it's not going to be sustainable. We'll be right back after a short break. While we're on the subject of spring cleaning, one of the most important areas to clean out of your closet are your shoes. The same way that I said to go through all of your sweaters and make sure they're not pilling or they don't have holes in them, it's equally as important to go through your shoes and make sure that they're holding their shape and their structure. As someone who's dealt with really bad back pain, it is so important to me to wear shoes that are designed to help my body, which is why I've recently turned to a brand called Vionic for the best shoes. 
Bionic harnesses science to make shoes that bring balance to our lives. The shoes are designed for dynamic movement, so you feel energized and confident all day. Whether you need sneakers for long walks, smart casuals for the office, shockingly comfortable heels, or slippers to recover, Bionic offers shoes for every day, all day, and every occasion. Bionic's exclusive Viomotion technology aligns and balances the whole you from the feet first. I have been living in a pair of ballet flats that I got from them. I said it time and time again that I think that these are the new shoes for spring, and I feel so comfortable in them. I don't feel like I'm walking imbalanced, and they are also so cute for every day and look amazing in my closet. Bionic even offers a 30-day risk-free trial, so there is no reason to not buy and try. You can wear them, love them, or return for a full refund within 30 days if you're not satisfied for any reason. Use code FRIEND at checkout for free shipping at www.vionicshoes.com. That's V-I-O-N-I-C-S-H-O-E-S dot com. V-I-O-N-I-C-S-H-O-E-S dot com. Now let's get back to the show. Really quickly, I want to go back to before you even try things on. When you take everything out of your closet, make sure you do a really quick clean of that area. It's probably going to be dusty. You might want to use a Lysol wipe or something like that. This is also the nicest part of doing a spring clean is you also get in all those places where you might miss because you have a ton of clothes in there. So make sure you do a little wipe down. Super important. So as you're trying things on, you're going to create three distinct piles. The first one, keep, of course. The second one, sell, donate, rent, recycle. And the last one, repair. I'm sure that there are so many items in your closet right now that need repair and you just don't know it. And that's why you're not wearing that item. Maybe you need to get it tailored. Maybe you need to get a hem fixed. Make sure that you create a pile for that because I think that's another really important part of keeping your closet up to date. This is the perfect opportunity to give those clothes a second life in your closet so that you can take care of it and wear it over and over again. Here are some of my tips when deciding to get rid of clothes. One, duplicates. You do not need 100 of the same white button down. Do I think that having maybe five, six of the same white tee is okay? Yes, because white tees are that layering piece that you wear over and over again throughout the week. I know I wear a white tee probably four or five times a week and I want to constantly have them in my closet. Those basics, I totally understand. But say you have like two of the same striped sweater, two of the same tan pant. Let's sit there and look at both of them and say, which one do you like more? You really don't need two of the same thing, especially if they're really similar in silhouette and style. Secondly, anything with holes or stains in it. I find that this gets particularly hard when it's an item that is really sentimental and we're like, oh, it's just a tiny stain in the corner. No one's going to see it. However, I am a big believer that when you're doing a spring clean, this is the perfect time to get rid of those items because let's give them a new life and we don't need to be walking around with holes in our shirts. And the last thing, which again might be sentimental, but I really believe that in this spring and fall clean moment, it's a good time to get rid of those you know, merch free tees that you might get an event. Obviously, if the merch is sentimental and it's from your favorite concert that you went to, keep it, treasure it forever. But I do find that we get a lot of merch in in life. You know, you go to an event, you get a free hat or something like that. This is a good time to get rid of those and make room for things that you actually love and you purchased on your own because you loved it and you didn't just get it for free. And then lastly, of course, if it doesn't fit and it's beyond a tailor, If it's something that's too oversized, you can get rid of it. Of course, I want to make the exception for maternity clothing here. If you are someone who has had maternity clothing and you're hoping to have another kid, I would say go on Amazon, order those cloth boxes, which we'll talk about a little bit later. You can store those clothes in a box, 
you can find a place in your closet. I actually have a ton of cloth boxes on the top of my wardrobes because I have a bit of space up there. Really, really great space-saving hack. When I was building my closet, I made sure that the closets didn't touch the ceilings, that I was able to have extra storage on top. So however your closet fits or even maybe under your bed, you can get those cloth boxes and store clothing like that that you need later in life. Another huge barometer while going through clothing, if you have not worn an item for a year, get rid of it. It's got to go. You've gone through pretty much every season with this piece. You've had 365 days with it. And if you haven't shown it love, you haven't found a way to incorporate it into an item, give it a new life. By the way, this is really hard for me. That actually probably is the hardest thing while I'm cleaning out my closet because I like to archive things. I like to you know, keep things from designers that I've worked with. But again, if it's something that I haven't worn in a year or I can't see myself wearing it again in the future, get rid of it. Pass it on to someone else. Plus, something that I like to think of, the more that you get rid of, the more you have room for things that you love and that you wear and that you cherish. As someone in fashion and who just absolutely adores it, Something that I'm constantly in the pursuit of is building a closet where I can walk into it and feel that it is a constant reflection of me and that I am so happy and excited to get dressed every day with all of the pieces that I have. I think this is a lifelong pursuit, and I think the fastest way to get to that is doing these spring cleans. It's about constantly cleaning out and letting go of items that are no longer serving us, especially if we love them. So again, if you haven't worn it in a year, Let's give it a new life. Part ways with it. Give it a hug. Do what you got to do. Sage your space. Whatever you have to do to feel good about this. But again, let's make room for things that we love and build a closet that is truly us and not just filled with things that we quote unquote feel that we have to keep. So as you're starting to make these piles and you're starting to put things that you love back into your closet, they're there. They have a new home. This is when systems come into play. Systems are so important. You have to think of your closet like an assembly line. I know that sounds silly, but truly, or like you're making a sandwich. Like everything has to be in a place where you can easily grab it. You can build an outfit, but it also can sustain the organization that you've spent this entire day doing. So, okay, let's use shoes, for example. I have a shoe cabinet. They all go back in there. They all have their individual home. I notice over time as I get lazy or I get more shoes or, you know, I'm a big slipper person. I feel like I'm like a slipper hoarder. I will run out of space in there and I'll just start to stack my slippers on top of each other and it will just become an absolute mess. That system isn't working. So something that I have to do frequently is make sure that I'm only allowed maybe four pairs of slippers at a time in my closet. That's a system that I've put in play for myself. By the way, this is including like Uggs. This is including bath slippers. Again, slippers are my thing. I just love them. But, you know, I've had to set that rule for myself. We all have our thing that I can only have that amount in my closet or else my system falls apart. So you may have to set rules for yourself. You may be someone who loves 100 pairs of jeans, whatever it is. You have to say, okay, my closet can only fit this amount. So this is the amount that I'm allotting myself. You have to build those systems for yourself because if not, your entire spring clean day will fall apart. Back to the assembly line, making sure that your closet is in an order in a way where you can walk into the closet every day and say, okay, jean, t-shirt, jacket, I'm out. Make sure that everything is visual assistance to you getting ready every day. I have a closet behind a door, so I have to move that door to open that closet door. And that's where all of my long dresses, gowns, 
more formal wear and suitcases live because it's something that I don't need to access all the time. My middle cabinet in my closet has all of my undergarments, t-shirts, sweaters, tops, workout clothes, because that's what I access the most. So make sure that your closet is accessible and also visually practical for how you get ready every day. Those are all systems that I think are crucial when redoing your closet, especially during a spring clean. Another really important thing when maintaining systems, put it in your calendar right now, a month exactly after you've done your spring clean, to check in on your systems. Is it working? Great. If not, it's time maybe to reassess. Because the worst feeling ever is putting all of that effort into your spring clean and a week later just having your closet be in shambles again. I know that the first couple of times I cleaned out my closet, the first like four or five days I kept it up and everything looked so nice and gorgeous. And then of course, within the next month, my t-shirts were everywhere. My sweaters were unfolded. The slipper pile started to pile up. So again, if those things are happening to you, it means the systems that you put in play aren't working and you need to reassess. As you're starting to put your most beloved pieces back in the closet, the ones that made it into the next round, here are some tips that I really recommend. All of your shirts, tops, blouses, sweaters, jackets, make sure you button them up, zip them up, and hang them on a hanger nicely. I always find that if I have a button down that I leave open, it gets wrinkled or it loses its structure faster, whereas if I button it up, it can hang nicely on a hanger. Hang your pants with the inseam that goes on the inside of your legs facing the inside of the closet. That one part can be a little bunchy, and when it's sticking out, it can take up a lot of space in your closet. I found that by putting that seam on the inside of the closet, I can fit way more pants. Again, this is for people that are hanging your pants because I like to hang mine. And lastly, utilize organizers like underwear and sock holders or bag dividers that make things more visually appealing and easier for you to keep things in contained areas so that it's not spilling over into a bunch of places. I also like to say really quickly, this is a perfect time to go through like underwear, socks, all those things. I feel like people don't realize how many socks that they hoard and you really don't need that many pairs. So make sure that you utilize those containers and organizers so you know how many pairs you have and you're not over hoarding on those items. Also, there's a piece that I wish I had in my closet that a lot of my friends do have. It's called a valet rack. If you do have the ability to insert this into your closet, you can easily get them on Amazon and screw them into the wall. It's basically that rack that pulls out vertically from your closet and you can hang dry cleaning on there. If you're going out for a party, you can hang your outfit for the night on there. I think it's just really nice to have in your closet so that, you know, maybe your dry cleaning isn't on the couch or wherever you need to leave it. I wish I had one. So if you can get one, absolutely do it. So back to the clean. As you're putting things back in your closet, consider how you can use all of the space. Again, I was telling you guys that I left a few inches on top of my cabinets between the cabinet and the ceiling when I was building my closet so that I could put boxes on top, especially because I'm someone who loves knee-high boots. I was living in New York, which I feel like you wear knee-high boots all the time, a little bit less in California, but I love to have them. So some of my boots live in boot boxes up on top of my closet for the colder months, and I bring them down when it's time to wear them. I also have a few boxes of winter gear, like scarves, hats, and things that I don't wear. Again, this is a really good system to utilize maybe for maternity wear. Even if it's not in your closet, you don't have space for this. Under the bed, in the laundry room, I love cloth boxes, especially those ones that you can label. I think that they're an amazing organizational tool. They keep my clothes really nice, and it's just good to have the things that you're not utilizing every single day 
out of your eye line. Again, if you're not using it every day, you don't need it. Consider a storage solution for it, especially if it's going to take up space in your closet that you need for other things. I want to get into the clothes that we're discarding because there are so many places you guys can send your clothes to give them a new life. And this is such an important thing to do. I recently read a statistic that according to the Environmental Protection Agency, the average American throws away 70 pounds of clothing per year, which is absolutely insane because there are so many alternatives to give our clothes a new life. If you want to sell your clothes and make money off of them, you can use places like The Real Real, Depop, Vestiare, and if you have a crossroads in your city that you can sell your clothes at. With Real Real, these are items that maybe have a higher price tag. I just want to say that outright because they will return the clothes to you if they're not. Also, when it comes to selling, you have to make sure that these clothes are in pristine condition. You cannot have gotten them tailored. So just a little fair warning in case you want to go down that alley. I also really love donating clothes. There's a company called Housing Works that I fell in love with while I lived in New York City, and they are amazing. They will donate your clothes to low-income neighborhoods and work with a ton of other organizations to make sure that your clothes have a second life to someone who needs it. And lastly, if your item is too damaged to be sold, like it has holes in it or stains, I send my clothes to a company called TerraCycle, T-E-R-R-A-C-Y-L-E. It's a company that will recycle your clothes for you. Under no circumstances should you be throwing clothes away at all. There are so many people on this planet that one, need clothes, and two, there are just so many alternatives to getting rid of your clothes in a more sustainable way. So please, if you're listening to this episode and you're planning on doing a clean out, please do your part in making sure that your clothes get a new home safely. And lastly, if maybe you're not ready to get rid of a piece of clothing, you can rent your clothes. Try Rent the Runway, a brand called Newly, which if you're a longtime listener, you know that we've worked with them in the past, and Rebag for Accessories. These are all places where you can still keep the clothes, but make a little money on them in the process. There are just so many options for giving your clothes a new life again, so please look into these options as you are spring cleaning. And now for the best part, filling in the gaps. As you're cleaning out your closet, you're doing your three piles. The things that you love are going back into your closet and finding their home in the system, Keep a running note on your phone of the things that you might need replaced. For example, if your black sweater had a ton of holes in it and you had to get rid of it, make a wish list of things that you need. Maybe you can ask for it for your birthday. The next time you go shopping, make sure you get yourself a new black sweater. So keep this running list on your phone. I actually have this all the time just because, you know, I'm always on the hunt for new things. But having this list helps you realize the things that you need in your closet. Do you need new white tees? Do you need a new pair of jeans? Keep all of these things in a running list. Again, this is the most fun part to be able to see what you need in the closet, build your dream closet, and fill those gaps. For those of you who are looking to revamp your wardrobe and get some new closet essentials, especially after a clean like this, it's really easy to see the things that you're missing. Go back and listen to my first episode of the year. It was called My 10 Essential Wardrobe Items. It's really helpful in understanding the 10 pieces of clothing that I think everybody should have in their closet so they can get ready seamlessly on a daily basis in an affordable yet fashionable way. I hope this episode was helpful. Please let me know how it goes for you guys. If you're planning a clean and you need more help, DM me anytime. Again, this is a subject I'm very passionate about and love doing. And I think it's so important for anybody, not just people who love fashion and want to have a good wardrobe, but for anybody who wants to have more peace in their closet while they're getting ready every day. Again, this has been so helpful for me in honing in on the things that I love in my house. It's been helpful in me getting ready on a day-to-day -day basis. 
And I hope that this episode has made this process seem a little bit less daunting for you guys. If you haven't followed the show yet, shoot us a follow and please leave a review because it really helps the show grow. Have an amazing week, everyone, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.